It's good to be in the house of the Lord on this beautiful Sunday morning. Gather together with one mind and one accord to lift up holy hands to worship Jesus. We just want to invite his presence into this place this morning. We're going to enter into a time of worship, but I want to prepare my heart. I want to prepare my mind to walk into his presence. So why don't we this morning just lift our hands, lift our voices, ask God to cleanse our hearts this morning. Jesus, we love you. God, we are so grateful for your presence. God, I ask this morning, Lord, that you would search my heart, that you would search my soul. God, that you would cleanse me of all unrighteousness, Lord. If there's anything in my heart and in my life this morning, God, that would separate me from you, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would wash it away. God, let that blood of Calvary be applied to my life this morning. God, help us to enter into your presence and into your throne room with a pure heart and a pure mind. God, putting on a garment of praise, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. Oh, why don't we worship him this morning? God, we glorify you. Lord, we welcome you into this place. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have your way, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Is there anyone here this morning that's had your past erased? Hallelujah. This might be your first time in a Pentecostal service. And it might look a little strange because some people are dancing and jumping around the front. But we used to sing this old song and said, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. If you knew my past and you knew where I was today, then you would know the reason why I'm jumping. And you would know the reason why I'm shouting. So my past erased. Oh, my name's been changed. Because when I went down in the waters of baptism, I took on a name that wasn't my own. 
Oh, the Bible says all things are washed away. Behold, all things are become new. Oh, why don't we worship him this morning? Hallelujah. Oh, oh my past erased. Oh, my name's been changed. Oh, somebody testify this morning. Hallelujah. My past. Testify, oh, singing again. My past erased, my past erased. My name he changed. Let's testify, oh, one more time. My past erased, my name he changed. Let's testify, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank God I'm not. Not what I used to be. what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done we have some prayer requests this morning that we need to take before the Lord we need to pray for Sherry this is the niece of sister Lily Embry her husband passed away last night we want to remember Sherry we want to lift her up in prayer we know the peace speaker we have a couple, several prayer requests here from Sister Debbie Culp. We want to remember her Aunt May. They may have cancer and not doing well. We want to remember that need. Remember Clayton Culp. It looks like his uh, <clears throat> grandmother's passed away. We need to remember that. Comfort and peace. Let's pray for Chad Culp. His mother, they've been having some stomach issues and possible infection after having surgery. <clears throat> Just remember these needs. Continue to pray for those that we pray for each and every week. We know we serve a faithful God. We're going to keep lifting their names up. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. We're going to continue to lift these names up, and we're going to continue to pray for Chad Campbell. We're going to continue to pray for Marcine Lady. We're going to continue to pray for Sonny and Lois Albert. We're going to continue to lift these needs up and continue to pray for them because we serve a prayer-answering God. We serve a prayer-answering God. Amen? As we take these needs before the Lord this morning, if you have a need in your body or a special situation in your life that you would like to have prayer for this morning, we ask that you would come forward at this time and we're going to have the elders of the church anoint and pray for you, believing that God is going to touch and going to do a work in your situation. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for your presence, Lord, that we've already felt here this morning, God. 
thank you, Lord, for once again inhabiting the praises of your people. God, as we lift you up, Lord, you have drawn nigh unto us. God, we pray for Sherry tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort with the loss of her husband. God, that you would speak peace in the midst of her storm. God, that you would let her feel the comfort and the peace, Lord, that only you can bring. God, we pray for May, who possibly could have cancer, Lord, not doing well, Lord. We pray for a special touch, a special healing in their life, Lord. God, we serve a prayer answering God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in a situation for Clayton Culp, whose whose, uh, grandmother just passed away, Lord. We want you to do a work. Bring comfort and peace to the family, Lord Jesus. God, have your way. For Chad Culp and the mother, Lord, who having some stomach issues, Lord, you are a healer. God, I pray you'd reach down and that you would touch the, the situation, Lord, that you would bring a healing in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for Chad Campbell this morning. God, that you would reach down in the room where he's at this morning. God, that he would feel the peace of God enter that room, Lord. God, we pray that you would continue to do a work in his life. God, that you would bring a healing. But most importantly, God, that you would bring him to a place of salvation. God, that he would draw close to you, Jesus. We pray for Marcine Leite, Lord, that you continue to touch her, continue to heal, Lord Jesus. We pray for Sonny and Lois Albert, God, that you would continue to touch them, bring healing in their lives, Lord Jesus. God, have your way, have your way, have your way. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we worship your name. Oh, have your way, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, he's my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind me.
always guides me oh, through mountains and valleys His joy is refreshing His joy is refreshing Oh, it restores my soul Oh, somebody say mercy and goodness As we continue to sing this song, I want the ushers to come. We're going to take up our Sunday morning tithes and offering. We want to give as God has blessed us. We're going to forego the affirmation statements this morning. We want our ushers to come. I want you to continue worshiping, but while we lift our hands in our worship, we want to worship in our giving. If God's been good to you and God's blessed you, I want to give it back. I said it before, but I want to have an open hand. I want to allow God to place in, and I want him allow him to take out. God, you bless me so I can bless the church. You bless me so I can bless others. God, bless this offering this morning. God, I pray that you would bless those that have to give and those who don't. Lord, bless it to the furtherance of your kingdom. God, let your will and your way be done. Give as God has blessed you this morning. Oh, my victory. Victory. 
Go ahead and clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Our God, we give you praise. We give you praise. What a great God you are. Hallelujah. You may be seated. As our people we like to listen to sometimes they make us laugh they're called bunch and breeze they say we're all surmised it's a word they made up this morning i feel all surmised by what's in this house this morning does anybody feel all surmised this morning amen what a great god what a great god we serve I'm so grateful for God's presence in this place. Amen to God. Amen to God. We're blessed today because without him we can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. Praise the Lord. If we can know that, we can know that uh, the Lord can do anything. Does anybody feel that way this morning? God can do anything. Hallelujah. 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 I'm sorry. I was looking for something and it's not there. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're so glad for several who are with us today on this beautiful day. What a beautiful wedding there was yesterday and so many of us were there to celebrate with Andrew and Andy as they were sent off into the wonderful life of bliss called marriage. And uh, we just uh, so enjoyed that beautiful send-off that was given to them by their parents and uh, family and friends. And uh, there are several who are here today because they're still in town for that very reason. And we just welcome you and so glad that you came to be with us in church on this Sunday morning, even though I know you must be tired. But uh, uh, you came to church, and thank you for doing so. Amen. Anna, it's always good to see you. So glad that you're here again today. Amen. Amen. Rick and Christy. Good to have you and your family with us today. This is Andrew's family, and uh, we're just glad that they are here today. Welcome 
to Palmara this morning. God bless you for being with us. God bless you for being with us. Amen. How good it is to be in the house of the Lord. Yvonne from Kansas City is with us this morning. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. Amen. And, and Marla, always good to see you. Always good to see you every time you get to come. Always good to see you. Amen. And some uh, new friends of ours, we're just so glad that they're with us today. And that's Philip and Dina Orange. God bless you for being with us. Good to have you in church with us Sunday morning. Amen to God. Amen to God. I'm just looking around. I'm just seeing. God said, man, I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Amen. Uh, Andy and Jamie, God bless you for being with us. So good that you're here. Good to have you. Good to have you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How great is our God. Now, it's also so wonderful to have Emily and Braxton with us this morning. Amen. I bless you all. Amen. If it's weddings that get them up here, let's have some more weddings, folks, because I'm sure enjoying them. I'm sure enjoying them being here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our God is such a good God. And my, what a marvelous, great presence of the Lord in worship this morning. That's what it's about. Worshiping him who changed us, made such a difference in our life. And it was so well said, Brother uh, Tim Schultz said a while ago in leading, if you only knew what we were before, you'd understand something about why we act the way we do. And I looked around and I saw testimonies up here, amen, of God's goodness, of his grace and mercy and the life change that God brought to them. I'm telling you folks, there's some of you all would not even have an opportunity to be in freedom at all in this world, except that Jesus came and set you free. He changed you. He delivered you from addictions. He brought you out of prison. He brought you out of a lifestyle of just uh, uh, trouble and chaos, but God brought you peace. Amen. Uh, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Uh, my peace I give to you. It's where it's at. You can't find it. You can't replicate it. You can't let the world uh, make it for you. There's only one that is the true source and he is the prince of peace. Amen. I said, he's the Prince of Peace. Do you know his name? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I want to preach the word this morning by the help and grace of God. And I know the Lord's going to talk to us. I'm believing that this morning. Amen. Before I preach, just let me... Uh, uh, encourage you to come back and be with us again on Sunday night. We have great services on Sunday night. Tonight, uh, Brother Brandon Brosey is going to be bringing the word, and I know it's going to be a great service. Brother Tim will be leading again tonight. Sister Axton and I are going this afternoon to Canton. I'll be preaching there, and so I'm going to be absent from the service here tonight, but uh, uh, Brother Dar. 
now asked if we would stay over afterwards, and so uh, we'll be absent here tonight, but church will go on, prayer will go on, Brother Nelson, amen, and uh, we're just going to have wonderful reports. I know always when we are absent, there's just great reports, and so I'm believing God. There's no telling what the Lord's going to do. Feel someone with the Holy Ghost that needs the Holy Ghost. Amen. Someone can get baptized that needs to get baptized. Whatever it is the Lord has for you, you can have it today. Amen. Would you stand with me for the reading of the word this morning? And I would like you to go to the book of Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. I'm going to begin with verse 1. I'm just going to read two verses. Acts chapter 9 and verse 1 and verse 2 reads like this. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any Take note to the, the words written, that if he found any of this way, everybody say this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. It's the way the apostle, uh, I sort of say the apostle Paul was in his pre-converted state when he was still called Saul of Tarsus. Saul. That was his approach to it. If he found any, he called this way. Amen. Or that way, depending on which side of the fence you're on. And, uh, but I want to preach for a little bit about uh, this way. Amen. Now, it's normal for me. It's abnormal to the world. And it depends on where you're at, how you view it. Are you with me? And so I want to preach for a little bit this morning about an abnormal church in a normal kind of world. Amen. I want to preach about an abnormal church in a normal kind of world. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the word. Would you speak to our hearts? Give us understanding today. And we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. And you may be seated. God bless you and thank you. What, may I ask, makes me normal? (laughs) It depends on who you're talking to, doesn't it? That's right. Brother Kothar, president of Urshan College, um, he has been known to make this statement frequently. Normal is the family you grew up in. Let that sink in you just a moment. Normal is the family you grew up in. That's the way you base everything on. You, you base it on that. You compare it to that. Uh, and, and so you grew up, what's normal for you? What's normal for you? What's normal for one may not be normal for the next. 
because that's just not the way you knew it. You didn't observe it. Now, we look at ourselves and we observe one another. We look at one another um, and, and we, we say, well, man, I, I, I'm so poor. I'm so poor. But if you go to the right nation, a third world nation as they qualify it, you are considered rich. Every one of you in this place today is considered rich. Amen. I don't know um, uh, what uh, uh, what uh, uh, the the uh, culture or what the economy is. Um, there was a uh, brother that was at the wedding yesterday, and he was there with uh, the elder Abernathy. Uh, uh, who was a missionary for many years back when we were very young in Arkansas, and uh, we pastored for a short while there in eighty, uh, uh, and let's see, it would be in eighty two and eighty three, and uh, we had a few missionaries that came through the church, and one of them was Brother and Sister Abernathy, the elders, and uh, I reminded them that. I had met you before, but it was a long time ago. And I said, I can even remember something you said. And he showed us how the Africans worshipped and how they danced. And I can remember him uh, demonstrating that. And, and it stuck in my mind. And uh, there was an elder, though, that was with them who was the superintendent of Zambia, uh, the church in Zambia. And uh, he was with them yesterday, and I was privileged to be able to, to meet him and visit with him briefly. And I, I wonder what he thought of us. I wonder what he thought of us as he looked at us and our culture and our, the way we practice things and the way we do things. Amen. Uh, uh, I can remember uh, a, a missionary writing thoughts as he was leaving the country after many years of ministering a place. And he said there were some things, you know, that were uh, left uh, uh, a, a chuckle uh, in his uh, heart, made him laugh uh, because of the way it was approached. He said, I can remember a wedding, and this was what comes to mind. Uh, he says, and the song of choice that they wanted to sing as the bride was coming down the aisle was I surrender all. He says, you know, I don't think that's the best thing to have right now. Uh, but it, they was just worshiping the Lord and praising God. He said, if you'll think of the words, uh, you know, I, uh, it's all right. Don't, don't get, read into that what I'm not trying to say here this morning. I, I'm just saying that it was, uh, it was just a little uh, amusing at the, at the moment because they, they chose, I surrender all. You know, well, praise God. Amen. And uh, uh, I guess that was a surrender <laughs> in some degree. But uh, uh, the point was, was there was cultural differences. There was things that were different in that matter. Now, the Bible says that God put this church right in the middle of a culture that was anti-church. It was anti-church. They thought they were God-driven. They thought they, they wanted to put God first in their life and all these things. And, and they wanted the Lord to be the center. And, 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 and there was a man who was known as a 
Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a man who was a stickler to the law of God. His name was Saul of Tarsus. And when he saw these people that was called the church, and he just called them those that are of that way. They're, they're the ones of this way, as Luke was writing, referring to them as the people of this way. And when he saw them and observed them, he said, we can't have this. This has got to stop. This is different. This isn't right. They're abnormal. It's not right for them to be in one place. Uh, uh, there was reference made that uh, uh, this shouldn't even be found in the world. I'm paraphrasing it. But basically it was, it shouldn't exist. These people don't know how to worship God the right way. They're acting peculiar which I'm using a biblical word there, uh, a word that uh, the scripture tells us about. Um, amen. So my, my word to you or my thought to you this morning is what makes me normal and, and uh, what rule do I use to measure that? Uh, Saul of Tarsus was looking at them and he was as if he was saying, what's wrong with you all? Uh, it can't be right. Uh, that's not the way I I see it. That's not the way I've been raised. That's not the way I'm used to it. Uh, but it was right. Uh, amen. Because it was God driven. Uh, there was a spirit of the Lord that made the difference. There was something that happened. I have heard of people uh, that had they they were uh, encouraged. Uh, you've got to come. You've got to come. I remember uh, Barbara uh, your your husband, uh, my brother-in-law, um, uh, Steve. Um, now I'm going back. It's his father I want to talk about. Um, amen. Before the Fuquay family uh, uh, was in the church, uh, uh, he worked at Standard Printing uh, uh, with a man named Bob Vaughn, who became uh, uh, my wife's uh, pastor uh, many years later down in Cahokia, uh, uh, Illinois. Um, and uh, and so uh, uh, he and Bob worked side by side. And, and Bob Vaughn would come and he would talk to Bob Fuquay, his co-worker. He'd say, you need to come to church. And I don't want to go to church. And he would see him again. You need to come to church. I don't want to go to your church. I got my own church. I'm not interested in going to your church. And he just kept at him for a whole year until Bob was about to lose his mind. And he says, if I go to church, will you shut up? If I come visit, will you be quiet? Yeah. And Bob and Evelyn Fuquay walked in that church. And something got a hold of them. They felt something they'd never felt before. Amen. There was something taking place. I'm telling you, I believe in the supernatural power of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, what God can do. I'm not sure. I hope I'm not getting the story wrong. And in, in, I'd heard so many uh, things about it over the years, but uh, uh, it, it must have been a special service where there was guests that was there and a lot of Pentecostals filled the church and, and 
and uh, uh, Guy Rome uh, was preaching the word. Uh, and uh, and he got to walking back and forth across that platform as he preached. And somehow the Lord let Bob see something. Uh, amen, Sister Rosie, you've heard it. You're nodding your head. Uh, God let Bob see something that uh, that uh, not everybody in that church saw. But but uh, the Lord let him see a vision of the, the glory of God. And it appeared like a, a cloud. And as Guy Rome would walk back and forth, sometimes he, he'd lose sight of his head or parts of his body because they were hid behind the cloud that was on that platform. And he leaned over, Bob Fuquay leaned over to his wife and said, I thought they didn't believe in smoking in this church. And there's so much smoke on that platform, I can't even see that preacher sometimes. But he was feeling something. Oh, he was feeling the glory of God. Amen. God was letting him observe something. I'm telling you, we serve a God that can do anything. Amen. God can touch people's hearts. God can touch people's lives. He can transform you. Amen. And what happened to Bob and Evelyn Fuquay was... They decided, I think we'll just keep on coming. God filled them with the Holy Ghost. They was baptized in Jesus' name. They raised their family in the church. Amen. Their grandchildren are in the church. Their daughter-in-law's in the church. I'm telling you, God can still do the same thing that he did before. He can do it again. Somebody ought to say amen to that. I'm telling you, what was normal for one, amen, uh, suddenly became normal for another. Uh, God can change your normal. Uh, amen. What is abnormal to you uh, can become your normal. Uh, amen. Uh, you, what are you saying, Brother Axton? I'm telling you, uh, I serve a God uh, that not only uh, is able to do exceeding uh, abundantly above all that you ask or think. Uh, I serve a God that can make the natural uh, because he is supernatural natural. He has power to overcome. He has the power to rise above. He has the ability to do greater things. Oh, there's some of you that are facing crises in your life. You're facing health crises in your life. I'm here to remind you that God still can, that God's still able, that God can do it again and again and again. It's what our God is able to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Katina, I was uh, visiting with my wife the other day, and somewhere or other we have shared this. I think my wife shared it uh, uh, with a man that she interviewed uh, uh, recently, uh, and uh, he was talking about uh, uh, a, a crisis uh, of health in his life. Uh, but God had done something for him uh, spiritually, uh, had done a great work in his life and delivered him, but he was facing a crisis uh, in his body and it had to do with these kidneys and she says let me tell you a miracle that took place in our church there was a lady her kidneys failed and she was put on dialysis amen and she had to go weekly and several times and spend hours down at the center in Hannibal and they finally brought the equipment into the 
home. Amen. And she is now set up for that at that time. And so as time continued, the doctor, they would check the health of her kidneys. And he said, no, he says, we need to back off what you're doing. Let's back this off a little bit. And she come back again. They said, let's back this off again. I don't know what's going on. You don't need as much as you used to. And they kept doing it. And finally he said, turn it off. I don't understand it, but your kidneys have woke back up. He says they didn't know what to do because it had never happened before. Because when you're given dialysis, that means you're given that until the day you die. But I can tell you, she never went back on it because God touched her kidneys. Amen. What is that? That's the supernatural touch. I said, that's the super, that's a, that's not normal. I serve an abnormal God. I serve, that's not natural. I serve a supernatural God. I'm preaching to somebody this morning that needs to raise your eyes out of where you're at in the level that you're living in, in the dimension you're living in and realize we serve a God that's bigger. We got to do this because I've got problems here and I've got problems around us. It's in my house, my home, my job, my life. Friend, I'm telling you, you're in the right place this morning to hear about a God that's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your need. He's bigger than whatever you consider normal. The world will say you'll never change. You've got things that you can never get changed in your life. I've come to tell you, you're talking to the wrong one because the one I'm telling you about can change your normal. Amen. And he can bring that which is abnormal and make that your normal in your life. He can help you this morning, somebody, or to shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. I want to read something from the Old Testament. And this is so interesting to me when I read in the Old Testament and I read about the children of Israel and how that they were being delivered from Egypt. And God is leading them with a pillar of cloud, which was his presence, cloud by day, fire by night. But they are being led initially. They're being led by God. This is their first journey out of Egypt. They're not even really out geographically. They're just leaving. And God takes them right down in this path that has mountains on each side and a Red Sea in front of them. Now, if you can imagine, that's a trap. If someone closes the door behind you, if they shut the gate behind you, you're trapped. Mountains on each side, Red Sea in front of you. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. The Bible says that the Egyptian army come after them and they entrapped them. If you look at it on a map, they're trapped and they're in panic. You brought us out here to die. I thought I was following God and look what happened to me. And this is where I pick it up in chapter 14 of Exodus. 
Beginning with verse 15, I want to read just four verses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? He's saying, What are you talking to me about? I've already told you what to do. And it's almost as if Moses could say, But that's not normal. We think of everything on the basis of our own experience. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And the Lord is saying to him, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Hello, do you know what's in front of us? A Red Sea. But lift up thy rod... And stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. That's not normal. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. I know that's not normal. And I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will get me Honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his host and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians, that's the ones chasing you, that's entrapped you, shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. So what's next? Go forward. And so it's, I could just say this wall is the Red Sea. And the Lord said, just go forward. Because why? Because when you get there, there's going to be a door open and you're going to walk through that door. It's going to be, if that's what God says to do, that means follow his directions. You say, that's not the normal thing to do. You're not serving a normal God. You're serving an abnormal God. That's not the natural thing to do. You're not serving a natural God. You're serving a supernatural God, a God that is bigger, a God that is greater, a God that, oh friend, when he made this world, we speak this by faith, the Bible says, when he made this world, he made it out of nothing. The world says there's got to be some matter. There's got to be something somewhere. We're going to find it. I'm fascinated with what NASA does out there. And one of the things that they did that's supposed to happen like this weekend or something, uh, there is a satellite that has been in orbit for several years. And it's been chasing a comet. And they finally was able to, uh, they said, we want a sample of that comet. Uh, that comet, my friend, uh, is is massive in size. Uh, I think they say it's like the size uh, uh, of the Empire State Building or something. Uh, it, it is massive. Uh, and, and they said uh, uh, that this comet, uh, the, this satellite uh, was able to 
land on it, uh, if you would, uh, and grab something off of it uh, and go back into orbit. uh, And now it's passing over and it's going to drop this deposit uh, into a Utah desert. uh, And if all goes well, they're going to have a piece of that comet and they're going to look at it. They're going to say, man, what is this? And, and what, what is it made of? And, and that's all interesting to me. I don't care what they find. I can tell you that when God made the universe, he spoke it into existence out of nothing. There was nothing there. When they go back, oh, they say there's a big bang theory. I can tell you if there was a big bang, it was because God said, let it bang because I'm going to make it now. I don't care what they say. I can tell you our faith is that God did it. Brother Axton, do you really believe that? I'm telling you, if you can believe God can change your life, you can believe anything. I'm serving a God that's bigger and greater and more powerful and more mighty. He'll take an alcoholic and make him not just a teetotaler. He'll transform you to where it'll appear. You never drank anything in your life. He'll take a drug addict. You won't ever have a desire for it again. He'll make a change. He'll heal your relationships. He'll heal your home. I've come to tell somebody, God is bigger. I said, God is bigger. If you'll follow his ways, he will bless you. He'll pour out blessings upon you. The Bible says he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out more blessings than you can contain, than you can hold in your hand, than you can employ of yourself. He'll bless you in such a mighty way. People look and they say, I don't understand. You've got all this and that that's how you can talk like that you don't know where we came from you don't know where it happened amen I can tell you there were times we had to stand our feet on the ground and say I know God called us here and God's not through and you're looking at empty seats around you this morning but God's about to fill up those seats with Holy Ghost filled people you saw two or three in the front this morning worshiping and praying and God, I tell you, I can't wait. In just a few weeks, we're going to have revival, and I'm looking for some brand new Holy Ghost filled people that's got so much power in their life, they can't sit in their seat. They've got to get out and praise God. Why? Because God took it away from them. God is a God that's more than just natural, and He's more than just normal. He is supernatural, and He's an abnormal God and he has an abnormal church clap your hands to the Lord if you believe that the scripture tells us in the book of Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5 now therefore if we if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Peculiar. Isn't that kind of odd? 
we say, they're peculiar. It's because it's not normal for you. But to that person, they're normal. Now, I know that there's people that they want to attract attention, so they will do the most out of the ordinary. They'll do things out of the ordinary because they want you to be in shock and awe. (gasps) I have walked through malls. I have been in public places. And I have seen people walk by, and honestly, it was like, oh. I know what they want me to do. They want me to go, oh, look. But instead of giving them that benefit, I just, I just want to act like, do your thing. Look at me. I am what I am. When you got the Holy Ghost in your life, peculiar is one of a kind. You're special. So we were arriving with a wedding group to, at, after rehearsal at uh, Fiddlesticks the other evening. Didn't tell you this, Brother John, Sister Angie. So my wife and I parked, and we were walking in. And, and my wife don't walk as fast as she used to walk. And I've slowed down, too. And I, I say it's all her fault, but it's really me, too. I'm kind of glad she walks slow sometimes. And uh, we was walking in, and a gentleman walked out. Never seen him in my life. He looks at us, and he said, You... Bring a smile to my face. What do you say? Thank you. And you just keep on walking and then you're like, where'd that come from? Your mind says, look at yourself. Is there something on my shirt? Is my face right? My hair fixed right? No, I'm going to tell you. It's common for that to come. Comments about something about us. I I, I say that in all due respect to anything that you may be thinking right now. But it's the Holy Ghost. I know what it is to sit in a restaurant. We knew the lady by her reputation by her sideline job we had heard of her I I don't know she didn't know that we knew her from anybody but she comes over and she looks and she begins to pour out her heart And, 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 and she looked at my wife who was just like she is now she looked at my wife and she said There's something about your eyes that's beautiful. And this woman, her business was to to dress to attract, to, to paint herself to be attractive. She wanted to be everything that she could for that purpose. 
And she looked at my wife who had none of that. And she said, there's something about you. We said, it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Listen to the Lord saying, you'll be a peculiar treasure to me above all the people. For the, all the earth is mine. When you go to the New Testament in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 verse 13 and 14. Looking for that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for us. That he might redeem us from all iniquity. And purify unto himself a peculiar people. Zealous of good works. That's me, New Testament. But when I come to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. Here it is, a peculiar people. What for? That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's the peculiarity. That is the abnormalness. That's what isn't normal. I love doing this. I love praising God. I love worshiping the Lord. I love lifting him up. Because he's made me peculiar. He's made me one of his. I'm one of a kind. You're different. Yes, you are. And that's all right. Because you're a good kind of different. Saul of Tarsus said, I want to take those of this way. I'm going to arrest them. I'm going to stop it. But you know the rest of the story. I hope you do. And if you don't, I want to tell you sometime about the man who became the Apostle Paul. The Lord made him that one. He made them, him one of that way. He transformed him. That's what God can do for somebody here this morning. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. I'm going to tell you what, God's been talking to some people. He's been ministering to people and it's not just this morning. It's been over time. There's a hunger inside of you. It says, I want something more. And I don't know what to do here's the thing you don't have to know everything sometimes the Lord points the way and says just go just go I'm telling you that's what the Lord's doing in your heart he's just pointing the way and saying why don't you just go to that altar why don't you just bow your head why don't you just seek me why don't you just repent of your sins why don't you just go ahead submit yourself commit yourself to the Lord let me fill you with my spirit and make that change in your life it'll be what you're seeking for you don't have to understand everything. Life is never understanding everything before you do it. You're always going to face things that you need him. But the first thing we need to do is just say, I give myself to you. Would you stand with me this morning? Father, I need you. I need you. I need you. Hallelujah. I need you. I need you. Jesus.
I can't do this without you. Only you can satisfy and only you can help us. I wonder this morning if you could join us like we do so many of us every Sunday morning. We like to come and just stand in the front and we like to pray together. And if you bring your need, if you, you can come and repent. You can come and get baptized this morning. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost. God can do something great for you this morning. I just feel like the Lord's in this house and in this place. And somebody's ready this morning just to have something more from God. You're not joining the church. We're not going to point you out. We're, this, that's not what it is. It's between you and God. You want something more from God. If you feel that way this morning, would you come and just lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to tell him how much you need him. Pour your heart out to him and ask the Lord, uh, uh, forgive me, Lord, of all sin. I don't want anything in my life. I, I've already repented early this morning, but I, it's good for us to repent again. And, and I, I want everything God's got for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're able, God, to minister into my heart and my life. You're able to help me in all these things. I just put it in your hands, Lord. I ask you to search my mind, my heart, my spirit, uh, things I've done, uh, things I should have done that I didn't do. Lord, forgive me of all these things. Uh, I want nothing to displease you. I want deliverance in my life. Uh, I want, Lord, uh, your way to become my way. Uh, I want my way to be your way. Uh, I want everything you've got for me. Uh, I want to be obedient to you in all things. Uh, amen. Uh, there may be somebody here this morning that God's been dealing with you about doing something in obedience to him. You ought to commit yourself to each other or to yourself before God and say, Lord, I want to obey you in all your ways. I want to follow you in the right way. I want to serve you, God. I want to do the right thing. Oh, just tell him all about it this morning. Tell him all about it this morning. Hallelujah. Tell him all about it this morning. I need him. I need him. I need him. I feel his presence in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. You're everything I need and more.
I give myself away so you can use me. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Praise God. Praise God. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you was here today. Would you do that? I'm so glad you was here today. Make sure you tell our guest how wonderful it was for them to be with us. God bless you. Thank you so much. The Lord bless you and keep you. See you again tonight, Lord willing. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God